the only true currency in this bankrupt world is what you share with someone else when you're uncool. She said that every living creature on Earth dies alone. Hey. It's bad dog Hope is a good thing. Maybe the best of things. And no good thing ever dies. I'm not The more you know who you are and what you want, the less you know. Things upset you. I've had a rough year, Dad. You want an unwritten life? I want an unwritten life. I just don't know what I'm supposed to be. I think you just gotta find something you love to do and then do it for the rest of your life. Boring conversation anyway. Not having done this in like five months. Yes. I mean, everything will crash now that I've cursed it. Yeah. Is this going to be a boring conversation? It's kind of what we're going to do? Yeah. Cool. cool. That sounds good. I found the questions. I assume when you say questions, you mean the films to be buried with questions? Yes. Okay, cool. Do you have a list of them or would you like me to put them in the chat? Because I have them listed here. Um, I I don't have the exact questions. I just have the like first film, film that scared you, film that made you cry. Like, I bet you could remember all of them better than I can. My brain doesn't work that way. <laughs> <laughs> and you've listened to uh, 30 more episodes than I have. <laughs> I think because I'm so steeped in it right now. Is it see- steeped in it? I almost said seeped in it. Steeped in it that I could probably get it, but I know I would miss one. Like I know I would get done and it'd be like two months later and I'd be sitting here thinking about it for some reason because my brain knows instinctively I missed one. And I'd be like, dang it, it was what was the worst film? That's the one I forgot two months ago. <laughs> like that's that's kind of how my brain's always worked though. So um <clears throat> so um how you doing? Um I'm here. How are you? <laughs> Yeah, I think we're both here, right? Yeah, I th- I'm doing better today than I was when I texted you. Was it Sunday? I was like, are you free at all this week? <laughs> I think it was Sunday. Um, I don't I don't exactly remember when it was, but I think it was Sunday. Um, That's my alarm telling me to get my fat ass out of bed. <laughs> well, that, I didn't wake you up, did I, when I texted you? <clears throat> you woke me up from the most disturbing dream. Oh, so you're welcome. You didn't, you didn't really wake me up. I was kind of in and out, but I was having a uh, weird dream where I went to Publix and was trying to buy some fish and they wouldn't sell me any fish. <laughs> What's wrong with Publix not selling fish, usually with the great customer service? Yeah, I don't know, man. So I was a little angry. Um, I've been <laughs> I've been having anger dreams. So, um, something's going on with uh, me not dealing with anger. Uh, anyway, what whatever could that be? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Do you want to hear a fun pub? Oh, I don't know if it's fun, but a funny Publix uh, fish story. Yes. A few months ago, Ezra likes fish, and he will eat fish occasionally. But he's kind of particular because he's understands there are different types so he knows to ask is this cod which he's had before and likes you know what i mean um and so um he decided though he wanted to try i think it was salmon i think it was salmon. i love salmon i do too and i've actually gotten really really good at cooking at this flat top grill and i've gotten really good at cooking it on that and so i'm pretty sure that's what it was on or off 
I cook it on, um, I like it on, uh, I take it off for Katie and for Ezra. I take it off. Fair. And I don't know if Carol actually eats it or not, but I know she never says anything preference-wise. Some, it creeps some people out. I'm just like, no, nah, just leave it on, man. It doesn't matter. It's <laughs> it like, holds it's like the, the crunchy part together. <laughs> of uh, fried chicken once it's done. It's like, yeah. the skin, it's like the tasty, crunchy stuff. Um, but... So they had it on sale and I was excited because, you know, we try to be, you know, health conscious and like so wild caught, you know, salmon, blah, 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 whatever. No chemicals. It's gotten really expensive. It is. And so so here's there's the, the deal is they had the sign up, but I had Ezra with me. So chatter, 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 chatter. Right. As I'm trying to talk to the fish lady and, and I don't know her name, but she's super nice. And um, but I tell her I want to get three of the fillets because it looks like the cost is my mind goes cost is per filet which they'll do it's a mixture in the fish thing and some of them is the cost per piece and some of it is the cost per pound right and i did something i know i thought it was per pound that's what i thought it was and so i said i'll take three of them <laughs> and it's not that much like because they're not that heavy and i kind of got an idea like if i get three we can split between all four of us and even the dog gets a little bit of the leftover because she loves salmon and so um she rings it up and hands it to me and it is like 50 something dollars <laughs> and my heart sinks and i have this moment of i have to be polite and to take this now question mark <laughs> So I take the because I have to do I'm not I'm just to be clear that is too much money for one meal for us for just the protein for one meal, right? And did you hear that? Yeah. I think something scratched my garage door. I'm gonna move on from it. Um, <laughs> so um, so anyway so I uh, so I walked down a whole aisle and Ezra's like what's wrong Daddy I was like I think I bought way too much fish. And he's like, well, you only bought three pieces. I'm like, yeah, but it's very expensive, and I don't understand what I've done. So I go back, and I figure out what I've done is I thought it was going to be pounds, and it was per piece. So I paid some exorbitant amount per piece. Yeah, like $15. And, exactly. And so I take it back um, and and tell her uh, and, and walk up, and she has this look at me, and she looks annoyed immediately. It's like she knows what's about to happen. Cause I'm not her first person to do this. Yeah. And I went, I went, I think I've made a big mistake. Um, I thought this was, uh, per pound or whatever and, and per piece. And, and she says, well, it says right here, it's the other one. <laughs> I'm, like, uh -huh. <laughs> I'm like, yes, ma'am. Uh, I know I've taken it. Do I have to buy it? <laughs> I no, you could have just left it on a shelf somewhere. <laughs> I literally was like, but I give my politeness. I'm like, do I have to buy it? Nice fish lady who was just a little rude to me because <laughs> I couldn't read a tag. And she said, and then she started laughing at me really hard and said, no, as long as it's still like, you just walked away from it. So I can actually take it back and put it in the counter because this is the seal's not broken. You just walked away. It's not warm. I can put it in the thing. It's all good. No problem. Um, and then as I was about to leave and I corrected a guy, a different salmon thing. And then she was like, Thank you very much for not just putting it on the on the shelf somewhere and leaving it. And I was like, you're welcome. Yeah, that's what most people do. I, I see it all the freaking time at Publix. I was like, well, somebody decided against the very expensive fish that they asked for. My, my methodology is I always look at it 
because it's right next to the produce for us, which is where we start. And so you get out of produce and you're right at the fish section at the back of the, the store. So my thing is I always look at it then if it's on my mind to get some and then I do all my other shopping and come back. So it's a final decision before I make any decision. I can't imagine feeding a family of three or four. Like, even if you tried to eat cheaply but wanted to eat eat well, like, I, mm-hmm. I don't, I just buy whatever I want because it's just me for the most most part. So, yeah. and I, I will spend $75 a week at the grocery store, plus I, I probably eat out a couple nights a week. So, I, I'm, I'm probably spending over a hundred dollars a week on food just to feed me and that's mostly eating at home i I can't imagine what it costs for you i mean you're basically at around a thousand dollars a month for food yeah i was gonna say your food budget has to be like 250 dollars a week so and that's without eating out (laughs) and we chase like the the buy one get ones because our kids are pretty uh, ezra especially is a huge creature of habit so like he's got like four or five things that he will consistently eat so we'll just like chase the buy one get ones um and so like there's this protein pasta so he can get because he won't ezra does not eat much meat he will not eat eggs he does eat chicken but he will not eat beef uh he will not eat pork uh he will only eat little like the fish i mentioned like he'll eat some fish but he doesn't want that a lot and he can burn out on it which we had one time like we were just doing it like once a week and then finally it was like, I can't eat it anymore. I'm eating it too much. And it was like six months before he would touch it again. So we have to space it out. So you chase the buy one, get ones or the cod will go on sale. Like, cause we get like the frozen fillets now from them. Um, and so they'll go on, you just kind of chase that and try to mitigate it some. Um, but without, with a, with the kind of habit of buying what we buy, um, we're and not really chasing and being super penny pinching. We're about a thousand a month, and I think if we were really tight, we would be around eight hundred a month. Um, but at some point, like you also have to be like, I cannot go to the grocery store just to chase a sale because so much is going on right now. If that makes sense. Yeah. So, parenting, budgeting, fun stuff. <laughs> the shit that they do not teach you in school, man. Like. No. And it used to annoy right, me that my grandmother was like, no, we got to go to like four different grocery stores because this is on sale here. This is on sale there. This is on sale there. And I'm just like, can we just buy it all at one place? Doesn't matter that much. And now I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> I don't, I, I buy, uh, mostly only buy fish at Publix because the Piggly Wiggly down the street from us has much better meat at much better prices. <laughs> and so I just don't buy meat at Publix anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, um, it's, it's wild. I, I did a project in like a, I don't know, it was like, I guess it was a social studies class of some sort in high school. And it was one of those things like budget a life with you and a spouse, like budget you're with and, and you make minimum wage or whatever it was that he did. And <laughs> you're dead right. right now. You'd be dead. <laughs> right. And so, um, but I remember doing it and like, he got frustrated with me, but I'm a type of person. I can eat the same thing like seven days a week. Me too. It really doesn't bother me, especially if it's like just what I got to do. And so I did this whole budget and it had like a decently rounded, um, like diet, nothing exciting and nothing like amazing, but like it was 
and I did it like just under the radar. And he looked at me and goes, and he was so frustrated because I had really thought it out and done it, but he didn't know I was like grocery shopping for myself in high school. Cause I had to. And so like, like to make sure I had food that I could eat and not just like little Debbie snack cakes at the house. And so, um, so I was like, I, like, I kind of know what I could do. And he got so frustrated that he threatened to add a kid to the equation because he knew I couldn't do it. On like, His whole point was to try to prove that minimum wage was not enough, right? Okay. And and But I did it so well. But the funny thing is that uh, when I was 18, I had a chance to prove him right in action or prove myself right in action. And I did for about a year. I lived off a very similar budget to what, uh, to what he – uh, challenged us with and uh, supported myself and fed myself and another person for about a year. Um, and then I was like, this is hard work and I'm going to go to college and <laughs> get into financial debt, but also live in a dorm and have a meal plan. And that sounds great for a few years. <laughs> so that's what uh, I did. Yeah, I could eat a turkey sandwich twice yeah. a day, every day for, I mean, as long as I had to. Now, I would prefer daily meat. From that. that is the other meat that I will buy at Publix is anything from the deli. Um, so it's a little bit more expensive and doesn't last as long. But fuck, man, a pound of turkey from the deli is like 12 bucks and I can go four or five days, which I know you're not supposed to go much past that with deli meat um, just off of a pound of turkey. So anyway, nobody wants to hear us talk. So Jacob and okay. Marie don't want to hear this. Oh, hey guys! If they subscribe, they'll actually see this, and we'll be like maybe a pleasant surprise for them. Um, so here, okay. So you said let's do the questions, and the questions are um, based a on podcast called yes. "Films to Be Buried With" that I actually introduced Spencer to, yes. and then now Spencer has lapped me on listening to the podcast. So I like it so much more than you ever could, Logan. You do. Um, <laughs> it's fine. It, it, after like I don't know, ten or twelve episodes, I was like, I need to hear something that does not constantly reference death, <laughs> because this is it wasn't affecting my my mental state, but my mental state was was as such that constantly like listening to an episode a day. And him talk about how gruesome and crazy people are dying, you know, because it's all a joke. If yeah. you hear this, you should go, just go listen to the podcast. It's wonderful. But I was just like, I, I can't hear about anybody dying anymore for like a month, at least. <laughs> so. I will say, if you go check it out, Films to be Buried With, look through the guests because there's almost guaranteed, if you like pop culture of any degree, that you'll find somebody that you know and then you just listen to that person to get a feel for it someone like like i feel like there's just such a wide spectrum early on it's so many british comics but as you go through it's like playwrights and you know tv personalities there's just all so many different types of people and he gets like bigger stars as he goes along um and so he actually my so far one of my favorite episodes is but the one of the first podcasts i ever listened to um was uh the uh Mark Kermode and Simon Mayo's film show from the BBC that they release as a podcast. And I, cause I would stream their live show on Fridays on a BBC, on the BBC website. They had a radio player on the online. I could listen to their music here 
live and I always did that. I thought it was super fun, but I would listen to their film show, but they would talk about this thing called a podcast <laughs> where you could get more talking with Simon and Mark. And I was like, what's a podcast? Let me get my red and black U2, a U2 uh, edition of an iPod and download a podcast to it and spin the click wheel and play it. And that's what I did. And that was my first one. But he talked to him on this podcast and it was a really weird full circle thing. Um, but it's a great podcast. But before we do the questions, can I say something? Sure. I have an idea for a podcast, and this, and, this, <laughs> and this is and this is our trial run of it. Okay, you ready? Okay. Okay, we're calling it Test Drive, and what we do is every podcast is just one episode of stealing the format of an existing podcast. You, you know, I sat down uh, right before you called me. I was sitting here thinking that, like, so maybe I know we've never discussed this specific podcast. But the idea for it came from another podcast. And I was like, so have I just been like cribbing ideas from other podcasts? And just being like, well, I want to do that too. And like, is this just us like deciding to like just steal the format of other podcasts? And now you have this idea. I mean, I like it. (laughs) So I don't know how many podcasts have different formats though. This is uh, so just we could steal like mom and pop podcast formats like there are so many podcasts we could do this for like a thousand episodes. <laughs> so so my thing is, Logan, that you need to move geographically closer to me or in with me and then we can make this happen or get on day shift and then we can make this happen. OK, that's so. that that. Those will be the things that those are the elements that are selfishly I need for my life to make that work. Well, if if I get on day shift, I would a hundred percent have to move either in with you or closer to you. <laughs> there we go. So so yes. So I think that um I guess I am selfishly praying for day shift. If you don't need that, then I hope it doesn't happen. But that's what I'll pray for. <laughs> it's so much stress and so much more work though. <laughs> uh, yeah, that does. I mean, yeah. Um all right, so do you want to do one question, like like <coughs> I ask you yours, you ask me mine, or do we go through the whole list with you and then the whole list with me? What, How do you think is best for uh, for this? I think we should just take it one question at a time and both answer. Okay, so um, so do you have a preference on who, who goes first? Uh, I mean, you go first. So I answer first or ask first, I guess I should say. Uh, I'm going to yeah. ask first. Okay. <laughs> you confused me. <laughs> what is the first film that you remember seeing? So, uh, this is where I'm going to own up to a uh, decades-old lie. Um, I have always told people that the first film I remember seeing in theaters was um, uh, Return of the Jedi. Okay. And I don't really remember Return of the Jedi. I think the first film we actually saw in theaters was a re-release of Empire Strikes Back, but I don't Mm -hmm. remember seeing that in the theater either. The first film I remember seeing in the theater is such a common answer. It's E.T. Oh, really? Yeah. I love that. I fucking cried at the end of How old would you have been, do you think? Um... When did E.T. come out? Well, E.T. is also one of those movies that ran forever. So I don't yeah. know. I, uh, let me look. I think is it not E.T. 2, is it? Yeah, it is E.T. 2. Okay. So. 
I don't see. Look, I can't remember yesterday's lunch, but then I remember that. Just, just my brain is useless. So I mean, it probably would have been eighty three, because uh, I mean, back then it wasn't uncommon for a movie to just run for a, a year. You know, it kind of yeah. in and out of theaters. You know, if they didn't have something new to promote, okay, well, let's put ET back on. Um, so yeah, late 82, 83, maybe. So I would have been, uh, three to four years old. Okay. Um, and I just remember, like, I don't really remember watching the movie. I remember crying in the theater with my great aunt and like, she just did not understand why I was so upset. And I was like, he's leaving. Like, yeah. that's not, that's not fair. <laughs> Like, people shouldn't just leave. And now I'm 40 years later, and I'm just like, people leave. And that's apparently what the fuck they do. <laughs> it made me a better no, person. <laughs> that's your whole trajectory screwed up by Spielberg. I love it. Um, and his dad issues. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, what so- about you? first film i ever saw so there's a famous story of and i just have to tell it very quickly of me wanting to go see ninja turtles it was going to be my first movie in the theater my uncle and aunt were so excited to take me and um i see shredder and no excuse me i'm sorry i see splinter lose my crap and i'm like gotta get out of here and i don't remember having to leave but i remember seeing like almost like the the ending of um the searchers or something like the, the door is open to the theater. Cause it was one of those back in the day, like no stadium seating. So it's like the back doors open. You're looking straight down the middle aisle and the screens in front. I can see the doors open and seeing the turtles through the door at this image of it as we're leaving. Cause I could not do it. Um, so that's my first like attempt. I know that for sure. Um, probably though, truthfully, my first memory of watching a movie my earliest memory um i would have been at least kindergarten potentially the year before based on where we lived because i can remember the living room and where we lived um is actually star wars a new hope in our living room on our tiny tv vhs at home um and and i just i think i've told you this story probably six or seven times but just the whole scene with the trash compactor was so impactful because that i did not understand that that they were definitely going to get through that because the movie would be over if they didn't, you know? And as a little tiny child, just like I like holding my television because it wasn't big enough or it was it was small enough that I could like put my hands on either side of it and like so intensely like you got to get out of there and you got to get out of there. And then when they stopped the walls from crushing and being so elated um, and I thought uh, you were trying to crush them faster. Like. <laughs> I am the dark side. I was a big <laughs> Vader fan as a kid. Um, no, no, it was definitely like, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen? That, that kind of thing. Um, but like I distinctly remember that. And there's like a couple like I know I watched Back to the Future a lot around the same time. And I have a distinct memory around the same time of actually watching the first Terminator movie in the sitting room of my great grandparents house as people were visiting with them. And I was left alone and they had cable. Um, it was very impactful. But I think probably um, that that Star Wars is my earliest of those three memories, which are all pretty tied but seeing a movie all the way through. And I remember all of it on that little TV. Um, and I think my first theater experience that I remember, though, the earliest one is Angels in the Outfield, 
supposed to go see Aladdin. I saw the poster for uh, Angels in the Outfield, which had Doc from Back to the Future. And I was like, got to go see that instead. And my grandmother took me to that instead. And I remember that. Uh, yeah, that's a sweet movie. Yeah, I really liked it then, and and I and I know I watched it a bunch at a certain like for a certain amount of years, and then I have not seen it since childhood. But at the time, I really loved it, and um, and then there's a whole dad element there too, uh, dad issues yeah. uniting our uh, <laughs> our first movies. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think if you have to pick like what I remember first, it's Star Wars for sure, and theatrically, it would be Angels in the Outfield a couple of years later. Mm-hmm. Uh, so do you, I can't, you do like scary movies, right? You do. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you watch like, yeah, yeah. Scary movies are a big thing. And, and so occasionally, <laughs> occasionally. So you, I, I, I like scary movies the way your son likes fish. So, uh, okay. Okay. What, what's so what's scary movie? <laughs> what's my favorite scary movie? <laughs> no, I was, mean the, the, that's from scream. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I was, I was what's doing a line film? from scream. I was like, that's not the question. I have them in front of me. You just changed the question on me. Um, See, it's funny because Spencer loves movies, but I'll often quote something and he's like, what? I'm like Biff Tannen. That's my joke around people who get it, like make like a tree and get out of here. That's how I do movie yeah. quotes. So um, sometimes I sound like an asshole when I'll quote Star Wars and I'll just say, look at Spencer and go, that's from Star Wars. <laughs> Well, most of the time you probably sound like one because you quote and other people get that you're quoting it. And then I look there like the special like kid who doesn't understand what's happening. And they're like, oh, poor sad Spencer. Logan's making him feel dumb. So, um, And then you say, that's from Star Wars. And then you do look terrible. Um, uh. So, okay. So if you like scary movies, this is one thing I've always had an interesting time with the, the if you like scary movies, what film scared you the most? Because like, I feel like people who like scary movies don't get scared as much as people who are not into them. And yeah. so it's always interesting to me what film scares people the most who like, who are people who call themselves scary movie people. What do you, what film scared you the most? Yeah, my niece loves scary movies. And the movies I try to show her, she's like, this is not scary. And I'm like... Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> this is terrifying. She has zero interest in the Alien franchise. And I'm like, the first film is scary as fuck. <laughs> but um, it's a straight horror movie. I know it's in space and all that, but it is a straight. straight yeah, it, it's it's a haunted house, man, with a demon trying to kill everybody. Um, but yeah. my answer is actually uh, Halloween, the first John Carpenter Halloween. The movie still fucking scares me like when did you first see it how old were you you think it it would have been on television probably Mm -hmm. not on vhs probably airing on either like hbo or something for like one of those free preview weekends around halloween but it was one of those movies that my dad and my uncles and my grandmother to a degree liked Mm -hmm. so um we we would at one point in time, we were, like, obsessed with the Halloween franchise. Like, we would watch yeah. them all the fucking time. Just all of them. Um, except the third one, because Michael Myers is not in the third one. Uh, mm-hmm. I was younger than ten. So, um, I don't probably eight or so. Eight or nine. No, it would have been after my parents got divorced. So, n- nine or ten. Somewhere in there. Okay. Um... That's a prime time for that movie to freak you out. I saw it way too late. I saw it when I was definitely like 
17 or 18 yeah. for the first time. And at that point, I was like, you knew all the stuff already. Yeah. Um, if you're a movie person. And so I was very prepared. I thought it was very good. I ne- I've never thought, oh, that's not good. But I definitely was like, it just didn't hit me the same way. Plus, I watched it at home and not in a theater. And, and so, like, if I'd seen it for the first time in a crowded room, crowded theater at 18 would have been a whole different thing than watching it at home for the first time. Yeah, I, I don't. It, all I have to hear is those few notes. That doom, 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 doom. And, like, the skin crawls like on my like my back yeah it's just like i'm like i'm trying to shrink inside myself it's just so spooky man like i don't know how how anybody watches that movie and isn't freaked out about i i if i'm walking and there's like tall bushes i'm worried that somebody is standing behind the bushes like if i see laundry hanging on a line i'm like is somebody standing behind the laundry? Like it, <laughs> uh, it, it's just it. It made such an impact, and of course, we watched it a lot. But I, it just that movie's so fucking good, man. It's what pissed me off about the Rob Zombie remakes. I'm like, how do you turn that into this? Like it, it those were so bad. Um, I'm really looking forward to Halloween Ends. Which comes out this weekend as we're recording this, I think. Um, yeah, it does. I I think I'm. I haven't seen any of the new ones. I don't know if you know that. I haven't seen any of them. Oh. But my hope is to do um, sort of a triple feature night um, this month and watch all three back to back. The the first one is very very good. The second one is okay. Um, I I have high hopes for the third one. So um, I don't like that they ignore Halloween two because Halloween I almost said Halloween two which takes place almost entirely in a hospital. And mm-hmm. um, it made me completely afraid to be in a hospital at night, uh, which was a problem mm-hmm. when I was in a hospital for like uh, five weeks. <laughs> so. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, but yeah, Halloween, uh, for sure. What about you? So it's um I've I've always felt a little embarrassed by this answer because it's not even the original or whatever but it just did everything right it's the ring the remake of the ring the American version um, um, you should not be embarrassed <laughs> so but the story the thing is so I went in to see the ring in an early evening show like a five o'clock or something like that in the fall when that movie came out um, and it was a perfectly fine not cloudy day um, and then I experienced the movie which freaked me out pretty much all the way through when she comes out of the tv my god there was like five people in that room in that theater and but we all like screamed at that person at her coming out of the tv um but the video was so eerie it made me feel bad the the brian cox scene people talk about brian cox and i'm like all you really need to do is see that one scene in the Mm -hmm. ring and you're like that's how great he is um and with that whole scene just so many different things um the little boy just the the teenagers at the beginning even when it's spoofed, like in future things, I guess it's scary movie spoofs that um, something does. But but even then, it's like then you go back and watch it and it still holds up. Like there's some parts of like Silence of the Lambs has been spoofed to death. And when you watch it, all you can think of is the spoof yeah. or me. But but with uh, with the ring, even with the spoofs, I'm like, doesn't matter. Still freaks me out. So good. So well done. But I go in perfectly sunny day evening, go in and I come out of that movie having been freaked out the whole way through. 
and it is thundering and pouring down uh, like Seattle style rain and it's nighttime and dark. Um, and I go home and uh, I'm like, I got to put on some like Nick at night or something to like chill out for bedtime and turn on my TV. And because of whatever storm has been happening, my cable is out and there is nothing but snow because it's not like streaming and snow is a big part of that movie. And my God, did I stay up until like 3 a.m. that night, not being able to go to sleep, I was totally freaked out. And it's just stayed with me and it stayed scary. But that whole experience, like everything about the movie being scary and then the, the light there sunny day to the dark and i'm like i've seen this movie now does that mean i only have a week to live? like the movie made me feel like i had a week yeah. to live and um yeah it just totally worked on me in every way lifetime naomi watts fan after that i was too young to have experienced Mulholland drive at that point um and and appreciated it and so uh yeah that's the movie that made me love her and um gore verbinski i'm always like you know i gotta see what he does next i just gotta see um uh, because that movie just stays with me so intensely um yeah love the i love the movie but it really freaked me out and it has stayed with me and, and i watch it every two years or so i can't do it every year in all honesty um but and every time i watch it i'm like yeah man it's it totally a, holds up yeah it's such a visceral experience three horror movies i distinctly remember like how i felt when i watched them in the theater the ring um the blair witch project and the first paranormal activity all freaked me the hell out like i just so, ugh. I lived in Atlanta or in Kennesaw at the time, a suburb of Atlanta, uh, when for the audience, not for you. I'm sure you know that. Um, but um, that when Paranormal Activity was coming out and I would heard about it and so they started doing like city free screenings with the cameras, like for the commercials and stuff, like four or five months in advance. They probably did it earlier than that, but I they hit my radar four or five months before the movie came out. And I went to one for free. So I just wanted to see it. And then I, the experience with the audience was so fun. I ended up going like five or six free early screenings, taking different people who didn't know what it was just to have the fun of them freaking out in the movie. So yeah. Paranormal Activity is probably the most fun I've ever had at a horror film. Um, but you did remind me by probably my close tie, which is technically not – I don't think it would be put in the horror section. But the movie – did you see the movie Green Room? Um that's got um, oh I, I didn't I know oh. what you're talking about so so Blue Ruins a movie that came out the same filmmaker and I loved it. and it's like this noir film indie thing I'm like wow this is like a totally cool take on this type of crime movie and then Green Room I'm like oh color theme and same guy all tour theory I'm all in I gotta watch this movie and oh Patrick Stewart's like a uh a neo-Nazi gang leader? That sounds fascinating. Let's see Professor X go bad. And like, I think there's, it, I'm like, I'm all about seeing it. And I can't think of the guy's name, the man who passed away um, from Star Trek and a bunch of other stuff. Um, what is his name? Shoot. Now I have to know. And I'm sorry. And Anton Yelchin is the star. Um, okay. And, and so, um, but so the idea is he and his punk band go play at a club, but it turns out the club is a Nazi club and they don't know it. And then, and they are not Nazis. And so all of a sudden it becomes this like fight for your life out of this Nazi club as more Nazis begin to show up or neo-Nazis or whatever, all the same. I was 
Skype's doing something strange. You there? I'm, yeah, I'm still here. That's strange. You like beeped at me. Did you hear the beep? Nope. Oh, it went beep, beep. Anyway, <laughs> it's the girl from the ring. She's gonna oh, crawl through your monitor. <laughs> <laughs> if you hear me screaming and, and fall over, that's what's happened. But yeah, there's something about the impending doom in that movie that builds and builds, and the music is so loud, and there's barking dogs. There's like Rottweiler kind of dogs, and like, man, I definitely felt like I am in danger as I watch this movie. I think I, I'm. I, it would not be an exaggeration to say I almost had a panic attack watching that movie. Um, the difference between it and The Ring is that when I got in my car and locked the doors and it turned on, <laughs> um, I felt instantly better. And now, yeah. and look back at him like, wow, what a movie! But, um, but the ring has like stayed with me as a moment of fear. <laughs> yeah, that that's the way I felt after like Blair Witch and Paranormal Activity. Like, uh, I, after the movie, I was like, oh, whew, like that's over. Whereas like Halloween, like I'm still looking around corners <laughs> like to make sure mm-hmm. I'm not going to get stabbed by a dude in a <laughs> shitty Halloween mask. <laughs> um. So uh, uh, let's flip it. I'll ask you and you can go okay. first. So okay. the next question on the list is uh, we talked about being scared. What movie has made you cry the most? So I definitely cry a lot in movies. No shame in that game. Um, and I, so there's a lot of options, but I was trying to think of the most part, right? Like the, like the longest or the most intensely. Um, and weirdly enough, um, it's a movie that's not, I don't think anybody remembers it. Um, you may, but I just don't think it's like a renowned movie, but it's called the sessions. Um, and it's got Helen hunt. Um, and, uh, now I've totally forgot the, the star of its name. Oh, John Hawks. Um, and, and John Hawks is a guy who, um, it's a 2012 film. Um, and, uh, it is about a guy who is paralyzed from the neck down, um, due to polio and he hires a sex surrogate. That's, uh, Helen Hunt to lose his virginity because he's older and he's like, you know, my life has a limited time span and and that's what he does and it's this thing about i don't know it's it it, i don't even know if the movie holds up like in any sort of like you know political way or like you know how we look at things these days kind of way i don't know i don't know but um i have a friend who uh is uh paralyzed in a similar way um and they have always had struggles with um uh the same kind of things that the movie's talking about as how i'll be as polite as possible and um and finding i feel very emotional thinking about it but seeing someone on a movie screen um have something so in common with my friend who i've never met or been around anyone else who was like them um uh something about that reached me deeply and i was fine when i left the movie i actually went to see this with my wife and we got to the parking lot of the house like of the apartment like our apartment and we like parked and and she was talking about the movie and then she asked me what i thought about it and i just like fell apart (laughs) and i just started crying (laughs) and i think i cried for like 10 minutes and was talking about my friend um because they were like two years older than me and like they just they've just trapped in in their body and don't want to be and that just something about something about seeing someone um that uh that uh was seen and felt and and um 
and loved and it, it had all these things that he never thought that he could have um, in whatever way he could have it. But then thinking about my friend who who had not and just felt so desperately sad and also like um, that, that they I don't know, something about it just really spoke to me and it like cracked me wide open like an egg. And I'll probably never watch that movie again. Um, and, I, and I'm afraid to because it probably I feel like there's elements of like when we're sort of getting more sex positive as a culture that we also means we make probably more mistakes. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I don't know that the movie like even it was going to like if I look back on it would address a lot of stuff. Um, but it was really moving to me at the time thinking about my uh, my 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 friend and and you know it has a 91 percent on rotten tomatoes so that means something so it's you know um maybe not terrible but that movie cracked me wide open and, and that was like the longest consistent cry um well, i couldn't even like talk about it i was just like i just, so, blah, 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 and just cried <laughs> so um but there's a lot of movies that made me cry but that one was like a huge overwhelming long cry afterwards um so that's my answer I know you cry in movies. What's the movie that's <laughs> I made? I cry all the freaking time. Especially Is E.T. Now. your answer? <laughs> I, I mean, it almost was. But, like, I had yeah. to think about it. Um, there's so many that I can mention. There's no movie that's made me cry for, like, like a, like a the whole next day or anything. Um, yeah. Or just thinking about it. But I, I do get a little, like, blurry-eyed thinking about sitting with um i might cry talking about it in the theater um frozen came out and uh-huh. i it was my ritual to to gather all the kids which was at the time all nieces like i i have so many nieces so and my sister and i don't think my mom was with us um and we go see frozen and it's fine like it's a perfectly fine movie it's fun it's funny i know you are not a huge josh gad fan but i find him just endlessly delightful and love him as the snowman and you uh, spoilers (laughs) for fucking frozen but you get to the end of the movie and like there's they're building up to this whole like true love thing and like the sisters cursed and like the only thing that can break the curse is uh, her uh, loves, uh, whatever it is. It's not first kiss, but whatever, like, stupid thing that most fairy tales are trying to shove down your throat. And I'm kind of just rolling my eyes. And then it turns out that, that the true love that she needs is not this romantic bullshit that most disney movies have tried to shove down your throat it's her sister and like i fucking lost it like (laughs) i'm sitting on a row with most of the female members of my family and i'm just like bawling my eyes out (laughs) and i i still don't think that they any of them appreciated that so it makes it sound yeah. like uh, I get it more than you and you're women, but that's not what I'm saying. But they were just like, yeah, that was fun. And I'm just like, oh my God, did you guys see that? <laughs> like, and they all think Frozen 2 is better. And I'm like, it's good, but not nothing will ever top that moment. Uh, the <laughs> only thing that comes close is 
literally with almost my entire family sitting in a theater in Toy Story 3 when the uh, the scene that we really don't want to watch happens. <laughs> yeah. And they're all about to die. And I just yeah. like look down the aisle and there's like 17 members of my family and all of them are crying. <laughs> uh-huh. So that that's a close <laughs> second. So, um, so, okay, that's good. Do you want to, do you want to ask? I've, or now I'm like, flipping yeah, so, uh, uh, yeah, you did too. I'll do too. So what's a movie that most people think is terrible, but that you absolutely love and you're like, they just don't get it. So I'm going to, so that, I think that they just don't get it is the, cause I want to say the Thor dark world, the dark world, but I think <laughs> they do so bad. <laughs> But I think people do get it, and it's like, it's just, I just feel, and I don't think they're wrong. So I think I'm going to go with one where I do think they just don't get it. Um, and it's got cult status, so I know there's people out there who like it, but um, the film Southland Tales, um, I just yeah. really, really love Southland Tales. Um, and I watch it every few years, and every time I do, I'm like, yeah, this movie's totally wild and weird, and like, it's not a perfect thing but I really love it. And saying that it's not good, I have an objected objection to. <laughs> I can understand if it's not complete, if it's not whole, if it's not. It makes no sense. You, the, know. you know, that abstract art doesn't make sense, Logan, yeah. but it makes you feel something. And I, so, I am a, I'm a Richard Kelly dude. So I, I'm in on that movie. I haven't watched it in years. I need to revisit it. There's a fantastic new Blu-ray from, from, year before last it's so good it looks great and anyway but yeah i'm going with southland tales as as one that is um yeah just they just don't get it they just don't get it i do though there's so much going on in that movie man like but you know it makes me feel like i think i said this and i did like a film essay thing on it i may have put this in there but it's like watching it's like twitter the movie like a decade before twitter was a thing (laughs) that's pretty good so um, so yeah, so I agree that there's so much, but it's like that is the internet now. And this is what the internet is. Um so yeah, that's mine. What what is yours? Uh mine is not anywhere near as uh, noble an effort on film. <laughs> um <laughs> it, it is uh the Sylvester Stallone movie Oscar, which I'm sure no one has ever I've, seen. I have not seen Oscar. I've heard of Oscar, but I've not seen it. So it came out in 91. It has a incredible cast, in, including um, a very, very uh, um, young Marissa Tomei. For some reason, I was blanking on her name. Um, and it's just, it's about this old school mobster who mm-hmm. his dad, played by Kirk Douglas, for like two scenes, dies. And his death wish is for him to his son to get his shit together and go straight. So to honor his dad, he's going to go straight. And it's a slapstick comedy about this mobster trying to go straight while everything around him just falls apart. (laughs) Like his, his daughter swears she's pregnant by the by his driver and like it's just it's madcap and i i think it's completely underrated 
and it, I, I think Stallone does everybody. Anytime Stallone was in a comedy, they kind of wanted him to be the comedic element. And in this movie, it's like Stallone's not the comedy. He's the 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 dude. He's the straight man. And everybody else is just goofy as shit. So, yeah. and just playing it as high as possible. And it's it's just so much fun to watch. It was directed by John Landis, who I have such a soft spot for his movies. I, I don't know why. I haven't even seen them all, but there's so many that I'm just like, oh, John Landis, I love this guy. But, uh, but yeah, I, it's not something that everybody would appreciate. It's something that almost nobody appreciates. But I used to watch it constantly when I was a kid. Tim Curry is in it as his, he has a speech therapist because he's trying to, like, make, he's trying to become a banker and make himself... Uh sound like a banker and not like a mobster and like it's so it's just so funny so (laughs) all right so what was a film that you once loved but watching it now or thinking back on it now you realize it's terrible uh that's tough man like there's so many uh directors and actors and People that I used to think were like really high up and have fallen so far. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the movies are probably still good, but I can't watch them. Woody Allen Mm -hmm. being a big one. Um, It's just hard to watch anything, even if he's not in it. Like, I love Midnight in Paris. But like, I don't I don't think I can revisit it. But that's not a movie that I love that I think is bad. Um, right. I don't know. That's really tough, man. Uh, I rewatched. Can I tell you mine because it's a Stallone movie? Yes. (laughs) So, um, so I was trying to think, I had some that were like obvious choices. Like we all understand now that American Beauty wasn't the best movie of that year. And some people, you probably understood it wasn't the year it came out, but some people drank that Kool-Aid. Um, and I'm, I thought it was terrible. (laughs) I'm one of them, but I was young enough to be like, I'm pretentious and understand things. Um, but um, anyway, I remember making anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, but so I was trying to think of something off the beaten path. And um, and it's I hardly had this in the chamber. And then you said a Stallone movie. So I was like, I'll say a Stallone movie, too. So I was going to uh, Judge Dredd, man. I loved Judge Dredd in the 90s as a kid. I watched it so many times. And that movie is very bad. And I understand that now. But there was a time where I would have arguments with my uncle that you know (laughs) i'm like no it really is good you should watch it again and he's like i'm never going to watch that again and um he would make fun of yeah and so i really loved that movie for a couple of years until finally i think i was like cut off from being allowed to rent it because it was just such a bad movie um and uh and i grew out of that um now love the carl urban dread i hope it never turns on me the way that judge dread did um and uh but yeah that movie me and it had a hot and spicy affair and then uh then, you know, now I grew up and I understand much better. And also, you should never take the mask off. I understand Judge Dredd, Dredd better as a character. Don't take the mask off. Come on. Anyway, yeah. that's mine. Um, I mean, there are a lot of comic book movies that I, like, I really liked the first Daredevil with Ben Affleck movie. Oh, and, I did too. I saw it, it opening weekend. Got the it's soundtrack. So, it's so bad. You know what? I, I'll say this. 
I, even though I still have a fondness for the movie, like because I uh, about a year ago I wrote about it uh, for the the column that I do. When I rewatched the first X Men movie, I was just like, "This is not very good." Like yeah. the plot is just insane, and for some reason the dog is barking, but she can just bark. I can't. Even, I can't hear the dog, so that's okay. Oh, good. Um, yeah, that first X Men movie, um, like Spider Man, I, I feel differently about because. I, I was not such a huge Spider-Man fan that when I saw the movie, I was like, yeah, this is really good. But like there are parts of it that aren't great. Like the, the Green Goblin outfit was not great. Um, but like the first oh, X-Men I, I was movie, like of all the elements, I never would have guessed you would have picked out the costume. <laughs> yeah. And that Green Goblin thing, it just bothered me. <laughs> like yeah. you have Willem Dafoe, man. He doesn't need to wear a mask. Um, but yeah, that first X-Men movie, I was so... Like this, I was like, this is the greatest movie. And rewatching, yeah. I'm like, this is not very good. <laughs> I'm That's so scared to rewatch we X Men too. <laughs> we then were starving for it, and now we are the people from Wally about uh, superhero movies. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, that's a good answer. I like it. Um, so only just to 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 keep us going because we're we're just like kind of right at the halfway mark. Um, so what is the film that means the most to you? Not because of the film itself, but because of the memories or the moment and time when you saw it, a date of life moment, whatever that you have of it. Easy answer. And I'll just say you can go to uh, the movie or is it movieisle.com or the movieisle.com? Uh, the movie. Isle. Yeah. Uh, the movie com. And just search for uh, my name or just search for Jurassic Park and you will see me oh, writing yeah. about Jurassic Park. And like that movie, that movie was just instrumental in like bringing me back to the like, oh, shit, I need to go see things in a theater. Uh, and oh, my God, yeah. like magic is possible. Um, so, yeah, the, yeah, the easy answer. Mine's, uh, could you guess mine? I'm just curious. Star Wars? <laughs> no, just generally the whole franchise. Yeah. Um, so, um, I, so I think it, The Dark Knight Rises. Oh, Dark Knight Rises. Okay. Yeah. So, so, cause, cause I was, I was thinking about this a lot. Um, so I was an extra in the football explosion scene. We went, we drove, did a road trip, a 48 hour whirlwind road trip just to be an extra in this football stadium. Little did I know a year later, almost exactly, um, that I would be hosting the midnight premiere in IMAX on film, uh, it, at our uh, museum's IMAX, which had never had an opening day, same day release. Um, and I'd also got to see it like four days earlier than most of the country um, by myself in an IMAX theater alone. Um, like just everything about that experience from, from being a fan of Batman and Christopher Nolan to doing the premiere a year later uh, movie and the worst on-screen superhero villain death ever uh notwithstanding yeah. it just it still means so much to me and i think about that a lot because I, I know the criticisms but it doesn't matter it just means too much to me for the things that that we have i went through in terms of that movie yeah that makes sense so um, um uh, do you have more to add no that's it okay so did, like like you said I, I don't it sounds so crass but like what's the sexiest film 
So I'm curious what yours is. I'm so curious what you're going to say. I Mine think is I'm going, so easy. <laughs> I'm going to say this movie that came out when I was in high school uh, called Swimming Pool. Um, it's oh a my 2000. God. Do you know the movie? <laughs> like, I, I haven't thought about that movie probably since you were in high school. <laughs> Can you see the pig, the poster in your head though? Yes. Uh huh. So yeah, 2003 film, Swimming Pool, uh, Francois Ozon. Uh, the introduction uh, to me of um, uh, Ludwig Sengnier. I can't say her last name, but I've just seen her in a million things since. Uh, I had the poster on my wall. Uh, I had the movie. Just got a recent Blu-ray re-release a few months back. It's a movie that stayed with me. Just if you know it, you know it. And it's, uh, it was very uh, eye-opening for I would have been 16, <laughs> I think. So, yeah, it's a very important movie. Really loved it. Still think it's uh, pretty sultry. There you go. Um, mine is, uh, it's Wild Things, man. Like Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you know I've never seen it? <laughs> oh, my God. Do you know Bill Murray know. is in Wild Things? I know. It's one of the few movies of his I've never seen. <clears throat> I mean, he's, he's he might be making his way to the list of like people whose movies I can't watch anymore, but hopefully not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You have to see this movie, not because of the sexiness of it. Do you know like all the twists and turns? I don't, I know that there are twists and turns, but that's it. Holy shit, man. Like not only is it like super sexy, but like every time you think the movie, like you know where the movie's going, it fucking is just like slaps you in the face and is just like, nope. <laughs> like you've got to watch this movie. Um, no, I've, it's, it's, uh, they just did a big re release of it uh, by Arrow Videos, and it's on my list to get at their, at the fall sale. I think there's <clears> going to be a sale before the end of the year, and I may get it then. Yeah, I, I know, I know. But I, and I understand why it might be. I know enough about that stuff uh, to understand why that would be your pick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, like seeing it in the theater with a, a, like a bunch of friends like was extremely uncomfortable. So, <laughs> I mean, it, it is, it is something else. Um, I, so do you include, did your question list include the one that he sometimes asks movie that you found <laughs> arousing that you probably shouldn't have? I love that you didn't say the actual worrying, worrying bone, troubling boners and worrying light ons. Yes. Then, um, uh, no, but it's funny. Um, the reason it's selfish is I have been literally every time he asks, I'm like, what would mine be? And I don't know what mine would be. I don't know if that's because I'm secure. <laughs> I don't I mean, know. Good, or, I, good or, for I'm, you. or I'm bland. <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, like, I don't know. I don't know what mine would be. I mean, if, if we're not talking films, my answer would be the She-Ra cartoon when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I was completely attracted to She-Ra. Um, but uh, films, um, at too young an age, I watched a movie called Blame It on Rio. Have you ever mm-hmm. seen it? Yes, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I don't know that there's a problem that that it, you know... Uh, yeah. kind of spurred things but like it, it is a troublesome movie but it also leans into the the like oh this man's in love with his best friend's daughter 
which everybody's of age, so it's yeah. not huge. But then, like, the dad is also infatuated with his daughter's, like, best friend or something. And, like, this whole zany thing. I haven't seen it in so very long. Uh, I don't know how it would hold up at all. But, like, it was one of those movies younger. Like, I didn't want anybody to know that I'd ever seen it. Because if anybody knew what it was about, they might be like, what the fuck? It was, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Why are you watching this? <laughs> so, you know, I'm thinking about it and I think my, I'll, 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 cause you answered one. <clears throat> I can, I'm trying to think of like what I could give. So I think I will, um, say that, um, the amount that I appreciate mama and dread, <laughs> <laughs> Lena Headey with the scar and the whole thing. And she's a terrible, horrible person. It was terrible, horrible things. And I'm like, yeah, I would do the terrible, horrible things if you told me to. I would. I totally would. So maybe that's mine. The other one on the flip side, they're all recency bias things, uh, That's which is terrible and boring. Um, and one day I'll come up with a great answer and I'll tell you it. But maybe it's when, um, when uh, Florence Pugh is like screaming and crying in the shack with uh, – all the other ladies uh, getting out her grief and um, Midsommar. And I'm like, well, I'll marry you. <laughs> like, it's yeah, probably I, not. I the, did not watch that movie. It's a moment where basically she's been wronged and, and they're communally helping her through or maybe not, or maybe turning her into a cult member in this moment. Um, and she's sort of releasing all of the rage of her last years. And I'm like, this is amazing. And so are you. And that's probably not the right reaction in that moment. So <laughs> that's probably troubling. and says a lot about me. So, yeah. um, all right. So what's, okay, let's flip this, uh, getting deeper. Uh, what film do you relate to the most? Which film do you watch and go, I see myself in this? So anybody that's seen it, including you, is probably going to be like, yeah, no. But um, more and more as time has gone on since I've watched The Brothers Bloom for the first time, I really, mm -hmm. like, I watch it now and I'm just like, no, I don't have that fantastic life. But, like, I do relate to that movie so fucking much. Like, just the relationship between the brothers. um, it, it, like blooms like just uh, his anxiety about every fucking thing <laughs> and yeah. like this idea of like i want an unwritten life but the minute things go off script i fall apart you know yeah um it, it's yeah. just it's it is i mean there's a reason it's like my third fourth favorite film of all time so what about I you i think mine is Rushmore yeah. um, because depending on the day of the week I watch it I relate deeply to actually three of the characters now especially now that I have kids and especially now that Ezra's getting older I relate to the dad a lot more um, because we are sort of what's it an emperor with no clothes like we have this great house and stuff and it looks a certain way but if one like I'm afraid one day he's going to wish that we actually were a certain way the way that um, Jason Schwartzman's character kind of says his dad's a brain surgeon but he's really a barber <laughs> Which is a great, I love that joke. Um, but I think there's like levels of each of those that um, between uh, um, Bloom, which is funny, that's his last name because you said Blue, uh, but uh, Brothers Bloom, but uh, but uh, Bill Murray's character, some days, Jason Schwartzman's another. Definitely my high school years, I was Jason Schwartzman in a huge, massive way. Um, and, uh, and I relate to all of them at different points. And um, yeah, 
And sometimes I actually think I feel like Luke Wilson too at that dinner table with the ORs. <laughs> I'm at meetings oh, at work okay. and I'm like, yeah, I'm meeting at work and then jokes fly and I'm like, oh my God, it's me. I, I'm that guy. Um, so yeah, I think the men in that movie, I'm definitely related <clears> to, depending on what day I watch it, but that that's for sure. I would say Royal Tenenbaums, but there's enough people in that movie that I don't relate to that I'm yeah. not, but, but there's specific things I relate to deeply, but Rushmore generally would be the big one. I'm curious what you're going to say this next one. This is such a hard question. And I think I could I could pick multiple things. But the next one, it's, it's, I'm always fascinated when he asks this on the show, um, how basic people are going to be, which is totally okay because it's objective, right? Um, so there's going to be some consensus in the world or if you go like personally and objectively, what your answer would be. So what is objectively the greatest film ever made? Yeah, it's such a difficult question to answer because it's so hard to be objective and like the like the film sort of snob in me wants to be like when it's Casablanca or Citizen Kane I'm sorry guys it's not the fucking Godfather the Godfather is a good movie but it's not the Godfather (laughs) if that's your answer that's fine but um the answer is I I can't be that objective it's the Shawshank Mm -hmm. Redemption is the greatest film ever made you got the IMDb uh, version of the answer. <laughs> the people, <laughs> I, I the was, people objectively I was say that's it the greatest from, movie. Yeah, I was in on it from before IMDb existed. Yeah. But yes, um, actually, I think The Dark Knight has overtaken Shawshank Redemption, which is fucking insane. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's um, a whole different world. That's when the internet broke, by the way, when that happened. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Shawshank. Anybody that's ever seen it can probably either go, yeah, I can see that, or it's like shaking their head going like, what is wrong with you? That movie is so like overwrought and long and dramatic and boring. But uh, no, that's very, my answer. Good movie. You're going like to say it. The Godfather. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I've been thinking about this one. I have been thinking about a lot with the listening to the podcast, and I'm not going to say The Godfather, although I do think it's a contender. Um, I'm actually going to go with something more recent because I just am and I can because what difference does it make? I'm going with Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, wow. Yeah, I um, I it's a movie that. Yeah, I didn't. I don't know. I just, it's so good. It's so perfect from beginning to end. Um, technically, it is a marvel of cinema. <laughs> like, it, it is insane. The, 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 I read a whole book about the making of that movie over the summer and the, the technical craft, the, the performance craft, the direction of just controlling that whole production, the editing by uh, his uh, his partner, just so incredible. Uh, everything about it is perfect. I do not know of a single thing that I would change um, or would say if it had only been this much or this less. It's just so perfect, and I think it does everything perfect from beginning to end. I think it's an objectively perfect movie. Um, so therefore it qualifies for this, like a few other films. Um, but that's the one I'm going to claim for, uh, for this moment where nobody can yell at me on the internet about it. <laughs> I mean, I definitely won't. <laughs> What's the film you've watched the most? This one I'm curious about. Cause we, cause you and I have, we may have the same movie for all I know. I'm curious. Um, it's probably star Wars, but which one, what, um, probably Jedi. But I'm, since I know for a fact that I saw Con Air in the theater into double digit times, mm-hmm. I'm and and watched it probably at least uh, that many times on home video. I'm gonna say yeah. Con Air. Like I, I may have seen Star Wars seventy five times, but 
at some point, like, it's just like, well, everybody's seen Star Wars. It's always on. Uh, but, uh, like, I went and saw Connor in the theater, like, uh, no less than, like, 15 times. That's awesome. So, I love that. That's a great answer. Um, I think that, yeah, if my basic answer would actually be Jedi as well. I watched that one so much as a kid. Um, yeah. And, um, but I think second to that, maybe even first, I think I probably watched this more because I know my mom liked it more, so she would watch it. Like it, we could rent it more basically until I own them, but um, would be Back to the Future one. I probably watched Back to the Future one hundreds of times at an age when I'm surprised I wasn't a sweary, terrible child. Um, but um, but yeah, Back I, to the Future. Actually, the uh, the real actual answer might be the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Oh, there you go. That makes uh, so, sense. Um, I just thought about this. So we had it on VHS. It was one of our first uh, movies. And in front of the VHS tape, there is a Pizza Hut commercial where they sing mm-hmm. this song. And it's this kid like playing in the outfield. And they all go like Pizza Hut afterwards. And I could sing the fucking song. And then Ryan and I could literally like just do the movie. Like just line for line. Yeah. So I, I, it may actually be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from 1990. So, um, because I can so, probably still break out the quotes and just keep going. So, and I wouldn't know what any of them are and be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so, what's the worst film you've ever seen? I think it may be. I'm gonna say it's the it's probably it's the worst film that I've ever seen that made such a shift in me. I'm gonna claim it in that way because I'm never gonna watch it again because I hated it so much at the time that it made me watch The Godfather for the first time. Um, so I'm gonna give credit to the movie that helped me shift how I watched movies, and which may even not be that bad if I watched it now. But at the time, I just hated it so much, uh, which is Joe Dirt. <laughs> and and I just really I literally came home from watching that movie and called my uncle and went, I gotta watch a good movie. I just saw the worst movie I've ever seen. What do I watch? And he went, You need to go rent the Godfather and I did and I watched it and it changed my life. And so uh so so bad that it changed my cinematic viewing habits permanently um and and again i'm never going to watch it again so i'll never have to know if it's not as bad as i remember but it changed it 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 created my evolution moment in my cinema watching joe dirt probably the worst movie i've ever seen so every day i go through my facebook memories i know you're not on facebook anymore but you know see what you posted on this day blah 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 eight years ago today i posted on facebook I have it on good authority that Spencer Howard is super excited for that Joe Dirt sequel. <laughs> is that today? <laughs> yes. Eight years ago today, I tagged you <laughs> because they announced that they were making a Joe Dirt sequel. And uh-huh. I knew that that's the movie that's... that brought you to The Godfather. So yeah, that's too funny. <laughs> that is fucking awesome. That's great. Um, I love it. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't think uh, Joe Dirt is pretty bad, but um, it did not make me want to like throw something at my television uh, uh-huh. or, or just throw my television out. Um, I fortunately did not pay money to go see Now You See Me in theaters. Instead, <laughs> I watched it on video for a uh-huh. column I was doing for Film Dispenser. And I, I, I was like, well, this was popular, but it didn't look like my kind of thing. And 
I've never been so fucking frustrated watching a movie in my entire life. Like, Wild Things Twist and Turns were like, oh my god, oh my god. And every time they did something and now you see me, I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? That makes no sense. What the fuck is happening in this movie? Like, I just, it was, it, it was like being gaslit by a movie. And, <laughs> like, I'm... Like, I'm still so angry about it that they just announced they're making a third one. And, like, I, I couldn't contain myself. I was so mad. Who the fuck is watching these movies? They're terrible. A lot of people, man. They made so much money. <laughs> it's so bad. It I agree that it's so bad, though, bad. to be clear. I agree that it's bad. But, uh, yeah, they just people just keep going. Um, Harry Potter <laughs> and Magic, man, they just can't, they can't resist. Isn't he in the second one, I think? um Radcliffe? maybe it doesn't I, I never saw the second one so i don't yeah, know i i think i watched it for the column because i think i was mm -hmm. still doing the column when it came out but like I, I i couldn't tell you anything about it like the first one made me so mad i don't think i've ever been that mad at a movie <laughs> um but uh off of mad onto uh happy what what movie has made you laugh the most? So I'm not a huge movie laugher. Like I don't once I've seen a movie, even if I like it and think it's funny, I don't laugh a lot on rewatches. Like it's not who I am. It's because I'm repressed or whatever. Um, but I got to tell you, man, I don't think I've ever laughed as hard in my entire life at a movie as the the opening weekend sold out crowd of Anchorman. Um, and my God, me and my friend, I literally like thought I would pee myself. I hurt. My chest hurt when I got done with it because I had been laughing so much and it just never stopped. I miss jokes when I would watch it again. I'd be like, I never even saw this part because I was laughing through it the first time I saw it. Um, and I just something about it, man. It was a perfect it, Columbus man does not have hugely interactive crowds. And and God, everybody was laughing and it was just contagious. And yeah, Anchorman, we laughed so hard it hurt. And I know it's kind of a basic answer, but it's so true. And and I'll never forget the feeling. It was like the closest thing to a happy panic attack feeling because my chest hurt yeah. so badly from laughing so consistently. Yeah, it was like that when I went to go see 22 Jump Street. Like I fell out of my chair laughing. Um, uh-huh. And I, I could watch one. it now and probably be like, this is so stupid. But like in the theater, yeah. I was just dying. Um, but the m movie that I can still put on and still chuckle at to this day, it's another John Landis movie. Uh, I think it's the funniest film ever made. It's Three Amigos. Yeah, it's, it's actually my wife's. That's one of her very, very favorites. We're actually seeing Steve Martin, Martin Short, Sunday, You're Saturday. Going. Awesome. It sounds Carol's been doing some practice with uh, with Finn and she can pick him up and stuff. And so she's feeling like uh, we're going to do a trial run movie night where we watch a movie out in the garage tomorrow. And we're going to be like, we're not on duty unless you cannot do it. And she's going to just basically practice being here if he wakes up or whatever. Um, and if she can do it tomorrow, then we're going to go. So awesome. But it, but it's all spurred by we watched Only Murders in the Building because she loves Three Amigos and we watched that a couple like a few years ago and but she's used to watch it all the time. Anyway, it's a great movie. Great movie. I have a connection to it through that, but it's a super funny movie. It I is totally so, get it's so that. insane. As a kid, I didn't understand how insane all of it was like 
the mm-hmm. singing bush and the invisible swordsman as a kid i was just like oh yeah and now i'm just like this makes no fucking sense <laughs> like none of it they just took the plot of of seven samurai <laughs> and just like like what kind of crazy bullshit can we throw into this i don't know some germans with some guns and like just, uh, why not a singing bush like uh, it, can i change my objectively greatest movie to seven samurai <laughs> yes that's um no no that's awesome that's a great pick so there's one question that's not on the list but it is the, at the end of each one and we didn't really get into the whole death thing i don't want to because we're basically out of time anyway on my end but um the the question is basically there's movie night in heaven and you can bring you can contribute one movie to movie night in heaven so you get to take one with you one dvd uh blu-ray please um what what one are you bringing to movie night what's the logan pick for movie night it's donnie darko Oh, that's good. I, th- I was wondering if you'd say Tremors, and I should have totally guessed Donnie Darko. I, I, I picked. I rented that movie because Drew Barrymore was in it and produced it, and I was so in love with Drew Barrymore. And mm-hmm. I was working at this pager store at the time, and we didn't do a shit ton of business, so I had to like keep myself awake during the day when nobody else was in the office. So I would rent movies and then watch them, and. Yeah, I rented that movie. I I think it was a two day rental. I watched it three fucking times <laughs> because I was like, "What the hell is happening?" And then I told every single person I knew who who would like engage me in a conversation, like, "Have you seen Donnie Darko?" And if the answer was no, I'd be like, "Okay." I, at one point I bought it and then I would just give it to people like watch this and then call me after you watch it because I need to talk about this with you because I need to know what you think this is about. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good one. I like that. That's awesome. I think mine is the fantastic Mr. Fox. I get, I get my Wes Anderson fix. It's not the one I think most people would bring. It's a short movie. So people would enjoy that. And it's good for all ages. And I just love it. Every time we watch it, just love it. My kid went on a spree with it for like six months last year. We just watched it almost every day and, uh, just love it. It does not get old. And I just really like it. It's got a good vibe. It's got a good heaven vibe. Um, I like it. That's, that would be mine. I like that. Um, all right, man. Well, listen, that's, uh, that's about my time. Uh, yeah, and so uh, this is good. Uh, do we do the tell people where to find you on the internet thing? Nope, the end of we the don't do anything. I didn't think so. I didn't think so. <laughs> you just say have a better tomorrow. <laughs> you know what? That's a great way to end it. Um, this has been fun. I'm glad we did it, Me and uh, we'll do it again soon. But until then, have a better tomorrow. Bye, everybody. Bye.